you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry B and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. We'll open the phone lines up in the last segment so that you can join us in the conversation Mm -hmm. of what's happening in the culture today. Um, Today's show, Decline, Decay, Mm. Decadent. Um, Mm. That is what I would say would be the three Ds describing our culture right now. Um, decline, decay, and decadent, yeah. or decadence maybe would be the better way yeah. um, to be grammatically correct. So we have uh, been talking for a very long time about the need for parents to culture-proof their children. And um, uh, I, I think that sometimes it can seem like the Addisons always say the same things. <laughs> um, well, because the things keep keep presenting themselves right right the things are there they're happening out in culture and the response is one response it is a return to the word of god and living that out in our culture that's what we have to do now i'm encouraged though because what i see happening by the way Mm -hmm. um where y'all at virginia man the people (laughs) man You know, you especially Loudoun County. Oh, because they've had Everybody, enough. Man, don't play with us. They've had enough. I let me tell you something. Um, I used to, I used to hate cashews. I used to <laughs> hate did. cashews. Remember that? Yeah. I used to hate cashews. I never understood and then, that. I know, and you were so patient with me, but I hated them. <laughs> I used to pick them out of the mixed nuts and um, right, give them to you or put them back. I without didn't you mind. knowing. Um, anyway, so I used to hate <laughs> them, and then one day I tried them, and and I was like, oh, well, not tried them because I've tried them before I just didn't like them but I realized that my taste had changed mm-hmm. and so now I can't get enough of cashews why am I saying that I'm saying that because um I could feast on cashews and watch Loudoun County parents address <laughs> their school board man man let me just tell you yeah. you people are fire okay <laughs> I watched I and I sent it to you it was so good it was I, one of those things where it's like it. oh yeah. man yeah I just I'm going to watch it again. It's about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's an investment of my time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it again because it is it is exactly the type of show that parents have to have who love their children. Mm. Nothing less. Nothing less. These parents are coming down hard. They're not going to be silenced. They're not going to be threatened and intimidated. <laughs> They're calling names. Oh, man. Like, I don't mean like calling people out of their names. I mean, they're naming the <laughs> names of people. Right. All right. Who are trying to threaten and intimidate them when they that. simply are saying we have the right to parent our kids as we see fit. Mm-hmm. You're not going to indoctrinate our kids. We send them to you so that you can teach a math, not Marxism. Come on. I mean, it's just amazing to see what's happening with Loudoun County in particular. Yeah. Um, but parents, I think all across this country are waking up. In fact, we've got a few stories to kind of underscore that. Um, One, and and before I start with that, though, before I start with that, let me say this. So Mm -hmm. just to kind of give like a roadmap of where we're going to go today. Um, Luke, 
Luke chapter six. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start at verse 39 and uh, read 39 and 40 and, and then have a conversation about that to set up where we want to go and observing what is happening in our culture. And I think the question has to also be, why is there such um, a direct attack on our children? We've discussed this before, so yeah. it's not going to be um, anything that's like altogether new. Um, but just the discussion is worth having again. Why is there such a direct attack, um, an unrestrained mm. attack on our children? And why is the attack on their innocence happening at younger and younger ages? Mm. Why is this happening? Well, one of the things that we have discussed um, is that we live in a depraved culture that displays that depravity mm-hmm. without shame. Right. right? And the expressed aim is that we will create, the depraved say this, we will create the kind of culture that we want to live in. In order to do that, we've got to get kids at the youngest possible age Mm -hmm. so that we create the types of citizens that we want to live around, right? Their parents, their grandparents will die out. If we cannot change them, we have to wait for them to die. Okay. But what we cannot do (laughs) is wait forever. So at some point, we're going to have to start wrestling these children away from their parents. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to usher them into re-indoctrination camps so that we don't have to keep wrestling with their ideologies that are coming from the parents. You understand? Guys, that's what's happening right now. That's that's actually it's been happening for a long time. Right. It was just a little more subtle in the past. Now it's it's completely, completely overt. Yep. So the Bible has something to say about this, though. And I want you to think about this, because in the context here, um, this is one of those favorite passages in part that people who don't know the Lord and don't know the word, they kind of have a, a point of reference for this, like that they're not supposed to be judged. You know, like (laughs) they kind of know. So anyway, Luke chapter six, I'm going to start reading at verse 39 and maybe 41 is where I'll stop. But we'll just see Um, Luke chapter six, verse 39. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher. But everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. But everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck? This is verse 41. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? So the context there is about judging rightly, not judging hypocritically, right? Which scoffers often miss when they don't want people to challenge them on unrighteousness, okay? But I think it's interesting that in the context of the conversation, Jesus is actually pointing to a high standard for teachers. Okay, the disciple is not above the teacher, Mm -hmm. but everyone, every disciple, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. So what does that mean in 21st century America? For Christians living in this country, what does that mean? That means that the person who has the lion's share of instruction for your children mm-hmm. 
is setting the tone and the standard for how your child will live, will behave, what they will think, what they will believe, how they will navigate life. Now, there are people who will say, well, that just isn't true. Well, then 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 you would be saying that Jesus is lying. Because it's very clear here. He's given instruction Mm -hmm. on how not to be a hypocrite when you're going to instruct someone else. So you're going to go to someone and say, hey, it's not right for you to have your brother's wife. Then Jesus would be saying to you, then you also cannot have your brother's wife. Right. You can't you do not be a hypocrite in the way that you are going to someone else to tell them that that is wrong. And then in there is this this component or this phrase that is nothing in the word of God is a throwaway, right? That the disciple is not above his teacher, Mm -hmm. but everyone when he is fully trained, when he is fully trained will be like his teacher. I think that when you look at where we are and how we have fallen, Oh my goodness. So far that the declension has been great in this country. Yeah. We already know that it has not been these huge sort of like quantum leaps, right? But what it has been is a series of falls in every generation. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit of decline in that generation. And then from that point, because they don't go back. So from that point, then a decline. Then from that point, then a decline. You kind of see like steps or you just keep walking down. So we have to get to kids at younger and younger ages, right? So that we can maintain the grip that we have on culture, Keep that in mind. Here's your first story. Nickelodeon's Blues Clues and You releases predatory LGBT parade video featuring drag queen. <laughs> so, like, who's watching Blues Clues? Kids. Mm-hmm. The kids. And and is it too is it too great a stretch for us to say that like babies are watching Blues Clues? Like, no, it's not I a mean, stretch. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, before they even have like words. You know, they are watching Blue's Clues and they're right. learning things about the world around them based on what they say, or I'm sorry, what they see, even before they can say what they see. That's right. Okay. So here we go. Um, this is from the Christian Post. Child advocates are speaking out against what they say is a predatory and disturbing new video released by the Nickelodeon Kids program, Blue's Clues and You, that takes place at a pride parade. And includes many forms of sexuality and gender expression. This reminds me so much of what Ken Ham talks about often when he says um, parents think that um, if they're going to battle um, a competing ideology Mm -hmm. that they think it happens once their kid goes off to school. If they even have it on their radar that they're going to battle, um, say, for example, evolution. Yeah, he says (laughs) it's it's already too late. He says, because what have kids seen? They've been subjected to children's programming and books and things like that, that we parents have introduced to them where things like for the flood, you have animals hanging over the side. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Already (laughs) saying that this is a myth. It's not real. It didn't happen, you know? And, And so I think the same is true here. We think, well, we're going to make sure that our kids are not exposed to things that are antithetical to the faith. We're going to make sure that our kids are not exposed to lies that Mm -hmm. are competing against the truth that we are presenting to them. And we think that that starts when they go outside of our homes. (laughs) And that just isn't true. It starts right now. Yep. Blue's Clues, among others, Sesame Street. Yeah. All right. Our examples, just a few. Examples of that. The parade on this particular episode is emceed by an animated version 
of drag queen performer Nina West, a former RuPaul's Drag Race contestant. <laughs> Man. Like, like, I'm I'm just trying to, you know, like. <laughs> All right. The video features a sing-along in which West's animated character mm -hmm. is shown singing to the melody of the ants go marching. The lyrics, however, were changed to fit the LGBTQ theme. So the lyrics say, quote, love is love, you see, and everyone should be loved proudly. <laughs> Again, quote, mm -hmm. allies to the queer community can love their friends so proudly, end quote. So now you've got kids who are still gripping the floor with their bare feet for balance. You know, those little fat chubby toes, they can't walk yet and they're just trying, you know. Mm -hmm. So you've got those who are learning and being shaped right now by a worldview that should they adopt it, puts them on a highway to destruction. But the thing is, it's likely that they will adopt it because yes. that's you're talking about one program. That's this one is coming program. from all angles. And if parents are, are not vigilant, then I mean, they're going to go in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the interesting thing about the direction of which you speak. So the interesting thing about the direction is that parents think that worst case scenario, their kid will begin to um, explore these feelings and thoughts that, you know, pertain to themselves, like that mm -hmm. the kid would start to question his or her sexuality, or is there something other than what God has said about making them male and female? So like in a parent's mind, that becomes worst case scenario. It's like, right. oh my goodness, I don't want my kid. No, but I think there's something else that we need to explore. I think we yeah. need to explore exactly what the drag queen points out to the little kid, to the baby, yeah. which is that you can be an ally for this. Yeah, it's the shaping of the mind. It, yes. E even if that child does not, you know, go to the fullest extent, there's yes. a shaping of the mind that says, man, right. I'm, I affirm this. this That's exactly And why don't right. you affirm this? Yes. You know? Yes. It normalizes it for the kid so that they become allies, which progresses to advocates, which then says, you know what? My heart and my position as I've adopted from the earliest age that I can remember my position does not comport with what you are saying the Bible says about sin. Mm. Because my heart feels like mm. this is right. Yeah. All right. This is indoctrination. You have to culture proof your kids. Amen. You have to protect them. All right. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We've got more in the news to cover. So stay right there. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Uh, we appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's unspoken. Give me Jesus. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. It's interesting because I think Christians may doubt. Um, I, I don't know. What's the word I want to use to describe? Maybe doubt the truthfulness of that claim made by Christ. I hmm. think 
even Christians would doubt that um, in practice, maybe not in word. Yeah. Because we yeah. all know that you would never doubt out loud what Jesus has said, right? <laughs> like you would never, you would never right. verbally doubt. Um, but I think we do doubt in practice. We live in such a way that we're like, maybe that's not true. You know what I mean? We yeah. live with the type of lack of yeah. conviction that says, I don't know that I have to give the full weight of my conviction to what Jesus said, because I, maybe that's a just maybe that's like a, a cultural thing. And, and maybe it's a you know different context. I think that concept is even uh, unfamiliar to many Christians because we don't have uh, uh, the right view a lot of times of discipleship. Oh, that's a great point. You know what I'm saying? So yep. that is not being actively done in a lot of places within the church. Hmm. And so when you hear a statement like this from Jesus, it's like, really? Uh, like, mm -hmm. There's no point of reference, you yeah. know, in being that's, a disciple. That's really interesting. And so, like, let's let's compare that to, okay, so Christians doubt that because they have not largely seen it. And there are Christians who, who think that maybe this claim – was just for like, you know, Jesus and his disciples. Like maybe yeah. discipleship is not a parent-child relationship. <laughs> yes, okay, it let's, is. Okay, we that's, need to do a different show on that. That's a primary one. That's the first one. <laughs> like that, that is it. You know, everybody, you, you have, you ever, you, you've got people who love Jesus and they're just like, and they have kids. Let me just say it that way. Okay, I'm painting a picture for you. So you've got, you've got Christians who <laughs> love Jesus and they have kids and they're just like, I just don't know what my calling is. Right. What is it? What is it and, that Jesus wants me to do? I feel man. like I'm a teacher. And that's I feel like that's I'm why, a great. <laughs> that's why when you go to the scripture and talk about yeah. equipping the saints for work of ministry, Come on. you should look inside first. That's like, right. It doesn't all, always, like your house. always mean. Yeah. Your inside house. your house. Like out on the street corner or even in a pulpit. It can exactly. mean right, you know, at your address. Exactly. And and let me tell you, because we don't understand and value our kids as we should. We have dismissed that so much and, and we've gone in search of all kinds of other things that we think are making an impact. But if you impact the life of a child, you are impacting the world. Mm. And, and, and here's what's unfortunate about that, Will the Great. What's unfortunate about that is, is that we as Christians who should understand these things don't, but the world does. Mm. So that's why we continue to... Um, I don't know if the word is increase or decrease. Maybe it's decrease the age of kids in school. Is that the right way? How do I want to say that? What, here's what I want to say. So it used to be that you're like five or six uh -huh. going to school. Right. Then it was like four or five. And now it's like pre-K three. Uh, yeah. Pre-kindergarten three. So younger like, and younger. I mean, you know? that's. Uh, <laughs> come on. I mean, we need more time for indoctrination. Yes. I mean, start because off a disciple <laughs> When he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. So we yeah. need to increase and sustain the points of contact that we have with children. Yeah. So we need to start at the earliest time possible and continue it on way on up, even into adulthood. We call it continuing education. Mm. Like they, they keep, <laughs> right. every time you think you're out, they pull you back in. Indoctrination. You know what I mean? Because everybody's <laughs> got to have the same standards of function. So when you think that you're ready to sort of like, okay, be out of the bottleneck that is, you know, mm. I don't know, mm -hmm. cultural baptism, and you think you're ready to be out there, then they like, you know, throw salt on you or something. I don't know. And then they bring you back in. No, we got to preserve you. Come here. Well, you the know? mindset and, and, is that's not your child anyway. It's the community's child. It's, yeah. it's, it's our, you know, yeah. that's the mindset. So they understand this. And, and I think Christians need to really um, stir themselves. I, I think we have to wake up 
and quit asking for permission to be parents. God has given us those children and he's entrusted us with those children. And yet we're walking around waiting for someone to, I don't know, knight us as parents. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're waiting for like this ceremony where you get like tapped on your shoulders and it's like, now go forth and then parent. No, God has put you in that place and he intends for you to impart truth to that child. Mm. If in fact, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm presuming that as a parent, you have the truth, right? Yeah. I'm talking to Christians. <laughs> God intends for you to first and foremost impart truth to your children. You know, one of the things that was really, um, I, I would say, uh, one of the deciding factors in, in us um, making the decision to homeschool was I just felt like, you know, I didn't want someone else training and shaping my children. Yeah. That, you know, I'm not saying that everybody has to be as dogmatic about it as, as, as I, as I was, you Mm -hmm. know, but I just, it, it ate me up thinking of my kid going to someone outside of our home and asking questions about simple things. Like I'll give you an example, for example, these, this was actually one of the conversations, um, that my daughter told us about when she came home, you know, and, and this is going to seem very basic to you. Right. But it was a question over the existence of Santa. (laughs) Should I give a disclaimer and ask people to turn the radio down just for a second here in case they haven't told their kids the truth. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't want to, I'm not trying to mess up what you got going on at your house. I don't know. (laughs) Um, H-A-U-S at your house. I'm trying, I'm not trying to mess that up. Um, but we made the decision early on that we were going to tell our kids the truth. Why? Because there are going to be things that we're going to teach them from scripture that they will doubt. Okay. So like when you say, when you say that a donkey speaks with a woman's voice, that's from scripture. Okay. Like speaks like a human. I need them to understand that that's a fact. And I'm telling you that, and that sounds wild, but that's in the Bible. That's historical fact. So I'm not going to then lie to you about a man that goes all around the world in one evening to everybody's house to drop off toys because I don't want you to doubt whether or not you can trust me. Hmm. Do you understand? So we made a decision early on we were going to do this. So then, you know, we get the kid come home and then um, just as kids do, they tell the truth. It's telling all of her friends that, hey, that's not real. (laughs) so she gets corrected by her christian teacher and she's told you just need to let people believe what they believe now 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 listen all right i'm trying i'm I'm trying to i'm trying to raise dragon slayers let me go back to new orleans for a second don't you be telling my child what she just needs to let people believe (laughs) if her heart is convicted and she wants to tell people the truth now back to radio host please allow her Please don't tell. <laughs> so the, that's one example. And that's so small. Right. But I felt like, no, don't reshape her. Don't don't throw a wet blanket over her boldness and saying, hey, this is the truth. Because what? She'll be in another setting where she'll know the truth and she'll want to share it. But you've already told her to tell the truth. People don't like it. So don't do it. Ah! Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Yeah. Because why? when a student, when a disciple is fully trained, he will be like his teacher. So who's getting the lion's share of the teaching and the instruction? Who's telling your kid how to behave, what is right and what is wrong? Who's telling your kid what compassion actually looks like? 
So someone is saying, well, compassion doesn't look like telling the truth. Mm. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Compassion is telling the truth. Compassion is valuing truth on behalf of someone else. Like, I want you to know the truth. But we live in a culture right now where they understand that if they can get to kids as um, early as possible and sustain that contact for as long as possible, they create the kind of culture they want to live in. That's why we have this story here. Parents furious at New York City private school over graphic sex ed videos shown to first graders. Let me give a disclaimer here. Let me give a disclaimer. If you're listening with um, smaller kids or if you are a younger kid listening yourself, please you don't listen because the content is not suitable for young listeners. And at this point, I will just remind you that what I'm talking about was shown to first graders. First graders. Six and seven year olds. So, so Will the Great and I never want to do anything that is sensational. We try to make sure that we get information to our listeners so they understand that we are not just hype for no reason. We do get hype. And, and I don't apologize for that. Well, yeah, sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm sorry that I'm hype. But we do get hype. It's not hype for no reason, though. If you really understood, or really, maybe, and some of our listeners are, we're reading and doing some of the deep dive research on some of the stuff that we're reading and doing some of the deep dive research on, man, you'd be beside yourself. Mm. And man. so one of the, the questions that kind of like plague our day is, is like, okay, so what of this can we communicate to our listeners that one will not be offensive? That too will not expose them to things that they don't need to be exposed to, but at the same time will sound an alarm and awaken the body of Christ. Yeah. And say, you're not in Mayberry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So here, okay, disclaimer in place. And, and let, me, let me just, I'm going to give you, we have one, one video that we're going to play. It's actually not the video that was shown to the six and seven year olds. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because we felt we could not play that video for you. Yeah. It's just a couple minutes investment. But we felt it was so offensive and, and so uncomfortable that we couldn't play it for you, adults. But it was not only played, it was shown to first graders. All right, here is the story. And then we'll play a different video that is still, I mean, I think it's okay. Um, But it's to give you a picture of the organization that is producing the type of material that the first graders watched, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. All right, so here we go. According to the New York Post, parents of first grade students at Dalton School, which, by the way, costs $55,000 a year to attend. It's college? No, it's not. Uh. The first graders. <laughs> first graders. The first graders. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, look at. Man. Anyway. <laughs> there are some people listening who are like, what's the big deal? Come on, man. Good lord, that's a lot of money. A year. A year. You're going to do that to 12. Okay. That's fine. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Everybody does whatever they want. But here's the problem, though. <laughs> okay. So the parents were outraged. They're like, we're not paying that kind of money for you to indoctrinate our kids. Good, good for them. Good, good for them. Like, that's, I mean, that's, that's what parents need to say. And I think parents are understanding that, look, we have the power. (laughs) 
Yes, but exactly it, right. With these school boards, with places like this, like yes. you are the one that put these people nah, nah, where they are. Nah, so I'm sorry. I was from the nineties. I was sorry, I wasn't as oh mature then as I am now. Sorry about that, guys. Um <laughs> they were outraged to learn that health and we- <laughs> all right. They were outraged to learn that health and wellness educator, someone by the name of Justine Ange Fonte, mm-hmm. who previously led an explicit porn literacy workshop at another prep school in the city. Porn literacy. Okay. Guys. I mean, okay. Had shown six-year-olds a cartoon video in which, uh, in which they were taught that it was okay for them to experiment on their own bodies for their own pleasure. I'm going to say it that way. Six. Six-year-olds, okay? I just, just want you to think about that. You, your first grader sits down behind those cute little multicolored desks, okay? I said sixth grader. Your six-year-old first grader sits down, you know, and the desks that are too small for you to sit in when you go, you know, you right. remember them. Mm-hmm. And then the video starts, and there you go. Your innocent, sweet little boy, innocent, sweet little girl is uh, indoctrinated and told that it is okay to touch himself or herself for their own pleasure. That's the kind of culture that we live in, guys. And they normalize that. They say that that's totally normal. That's totally acceptable. Um, do you know what it does in a culture that sexualizes children? younger and younger ages do you know do you know what that looks like in adults i think we're getting a glimpse of it Mm. we're getting a glimpse of it uh the millennial generation and the generation immediately following them are some of the most porn addicted people in our culture today because of smartphones the ubiquity of smartphones and the unfettered access to pornography the sexualization of children the robbing of the innocence of children. The children, back to the story here, were also reportedly taught lessons about giving consent, which included giving permission before their relatives could hug them. The health education lesson also included topics on gender identity, (laughs) transgender activism, (sighs) teaching kids how to explore their gender and that it might be different than what was quote unquote assigned at birth. Six year olds. Mothers who spoke with the New York Post about their disgust did so anonymously for fear of social repercussions. Yeah, that's right. Because as much as we try to pretend like it's not true, even the moderates to the liberals know that canceling is actually a thing. They know that it right. is. One parent told the New York Post, quote, Kids have no less than five classes on gender identity. This is pure indoctrination. No less than five classes <laughs> on gender identity wow. for six-year-olds. Man, man, come on. When in the world are they learning how to write sentences? Right, and they're doing this with a high hand. It's like boldly, like this. Oh, my goodness. How in the world? Guys, this is where, when you look out and you go, I don't recognize my country. That's because it's slowly being changed and turned against you. And you're paying 55 grand a year for it to happen. Mm. All right. Aaron the Addisons, 
American Family Radio. We'll be right back. on the Addisons on American Family Radio. Boy, I'm trying so hard not to offend our listeners. You know, I I understand and I'm I uh this is this probably goes without saying. I, I'm in full agreement with the word, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Ephesians 5 teaches us that, you know, it's not even fitting for us to talk about what the wicked do in the dark, you know. Um but rather we're supposed to expose them. Um that's a difficult tension, isn't it? Yeah. To try to expose the wickedness while not like you know fully right divulging what is going on i mean that's that's a difficult tension and we feel it almost daily i don't want to exaggerate but almost daily we feel it because it's like how much can you say what should you say um there are terms and and discussions that nobody wants to have and yet at the same time these are terms and discussions that are being foisted upon your children right? <laughs> under the guise of comprehensive sex ed all across this country, all across this country, guys, like, please, like, I, I just want people to stop saying not in my little town. <laughs> Cause I, I almost want to be like, especially in your little town. Right. I just want people to say, I want, I want, I want people to be awakened and stirred. Yeah. So, so you've got this, this, um, this New York school where the people buy a suburban every year to educate their kids. I mean, that's the, I mean, that's what they do, right? They buy (laughs) top of the line. I mean, I don't know, whatever. Um, and they're saying you're indoctrinating our kids because the six and seven year olds were shown a video that encouraged them to engage in behavior that their parents reject. The video was produced by um, an organization called Amaze, and they produce cartoon videos to indoctrinate children. Yeah, of now, course, cartoons, of, of course. Right. They call it education, sex ed. Okay, this is this is all from the Seekus Ilk. This is all the the organization that is the driving force behind where those who are putting together the comprehensive sex ed curriculum. So they have to have advice. And 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 I want you to I want you to pay attention to something too, because what you're going to hear when you address this issue with your local school board, um, when you look up this information online, what you're going to often see is something like um, quote unquote national standards. Mm-hmm. Or we are abiding by national standards. Well, if if you if you are, you know, digging down just a little bit, you should say, wait a minute, who who determines those national standards? And for that, you go. Th- there's a handful of organizations. OK, that all are deviant. <laughs> Come get me. <laughs> all are deviant. <laughs> by the way, I'm making my case for this at the Marriage Family Life Conference. Mm-hmm. They're deviant. They want to sexualize children. Come get me. I got facts. All right. And what they do is they get together and they put together the nationally recognized standards, quote unquote. And so then the school boards 
accept the nationally recognized standards. And then, oh, oh, wait a minute. Not only do we set the standard, but we just so happen to put together the curricula for you. Hmm. Look at that. What an amazing coincidence. And then, oh, we have also produced some videos for you. We all have a worldview. We think your kids should think and feel this way. And we have put together the national standards and the curriculum that you're going to adopt. So this organization, Amaze, okay, is just another one of those types of groups that comes out of the, the small handful of organizations that have worked for a long time, as they say themselves, behind the scenes, <laughs> to infiltrate the public <clears throat> education system to sexualize children. Now, I want to warn you, we're going to play this clip. This is an Amaze clip that introduces you to Amaze. By the way, this organization, Amaze, and all of the, the videos that they have produced, they've racked up like 50 million views on YouTube. Who's watching those videos? Those videos are being shown in classrooms. Kids are encouraged to watch these videos at home with their friends. 50 million views on YouTube. We've played a clip from this organization before when we talked about the penguin that they showed, the cartoon penguin that changed its, mm-hmm. its gender. But again, appealing to children. So I want to warn you, um, there may be at least one word in here that is, um, it is, it is not gratuitous. But I, I want you to understand that this is what is being presented to our children. So this is what they see. Well, you can't see. But this is what they hear, and it's all animated, right? So it makes it innocent deviance, all right? That's what it is, an appearance. All right, um, this is clip number one. Hey, Jane, look at this. Katy Perry just kissed a contestant by surprise. Wait, what? Isn't that sexual harassment? I don't know, is it? Yeah, I think it is. I just saw a video about it on Amaze. Amaze? What is that? Haven't you heard about Amaze? Amaze is this cool website with great videos about sexual health. They talk about puberty, gender identity, menstruation, masturbation, anything you might want to know more about. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, but be careful. My mom saw me watching one of the videos, and now she watches them even more than I do. (laughs) Really? Yep, and old Jim here can't get enough of them either. Generally once a month, an egg is released by an ovary and travels down the fallopian tubes towards the uterus. What? It's interesting. There's even a website for parents and teachers. So come, visit us at youtube.com slash amazeorg or at amaze.org. Parents can follow us on Facebook at amazeparents. Bye for now. So they've got tons of videos, um, two to three minutes in length, sometimes five, a little bit longer. And... um, again, these are not just videos that kids are watching just, oh, they stumble upon them, they go on YouTube or whatever. These are videos that are actively and aggressively introduced to them in school. So they are directed to these videos. (laughs) So what I want to do at this point is just, just a few, just a few of the video titles, all right, um, that have racked up a significant amount of views on, on YouTube. Tens of thousands of views. Okay. Um, birth control, the final frontier. This, this video is actually five minutes in length. And I watched this video and they mentioned Planned Parenthood no less than three times. Wow. 
They mentioned plant in a five minute video. It's and again, all of them, all of the videos are animated. People, I want you to understand. There's one claymation video, but they're all animated. Okay, um, five minute video on birth control. They mentioned Planned Parenthood no less than three times, no less than three times. Um, then there's a video on anatomy, assigned sex at birth, and in parentheses they put female. Then there's another video. What is sexual orientation? LGBTQ+. Then there's another video. Long-acting contraception explained. Then there's another video. What should you do if you've had unprotected sex? And let me tell you something. So in this particular video, what the first option that they present is plan B, emergency contraception. Mm. That's the first option. So if, if you don't know what to do, then you can go down to a drugstore and then they list the names or you can go to your local family planning um, facility. And you know what they do? They don't say it. They just show these characters whizzing by a Planned Parenthood clinic. In the animated videos. Directed at children. Then there's another video. Should I feel bad about watching porn? Hmm. These are the videos. Wow. That, again. <clears throat> Are directed at children. Wow. Wow. So I, 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 we can pretend that it has no effect on our children and we can pretend and say to ourselves, they're probably okay. Or we can be a little more sober than that. And we can say, man, I, I gotta get, I gotta get on this because they're not slowing down. They're not slowing down. Even during the pandemic, when kids were at home, Sekis was still sending emails saying that we will continue advancing our cause. They, they believe in sexual education to change culture. This organization, sexualizing children to change culture. Now, wait a minute. Okay, so we say to, we say to <laughs> Christians... You, ch oh, you disciple oh. your children, you culture proof your kids, and then you will change the culture. You, you disciple your kids. If you're tired of the way things are going, you will change the culture. Say, no, nah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But then you've got the wicked who are like, nah, we know. <laughs> we know. Sex ed to change culture. How, to what? What are they? What are they? Come on. We know what they're trying to change it to. All right, let me open the phone line, see if we can get at least a couple calls in. 888-589-8840. Um, 888-589-8840. Not going to get to cover the whole story, but while those call calls are getting queued up, can we play clip two? This is a Loudoun County coach who is refusing to go along to get along and saying that he will not lie to kids about their sexuality and sexual identity. This is clip two. My name is Tanner Cross, and I'm speaking out of love for those who suffer with gender dysphoria. 60 Minutes this past Sunday interviewed over 30 young people who transitioned, but they felt led astray because lack of pushback or how easy it was to make physical changes to their bodies in just three months. They are now detransitioning. It's not my intention to hurt anyone, but there are certain truths that we must face when ready. We condemn school policies like 8040 and 8035 because it will damage children, defile, defile the holy image of God. I love all of my students, but I will never lie to them regardless of the consequences. I'm a teacher, but I serve God first, and I will not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa because it's against my religion, it's lying to a child, it's abuse to a child, and it's sinning against our God. 
Leviathan teaching. <laughs> that's 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 what happens. That's what happens. When you when you are convicted, when the conviction comes first and it's not an afterthought, mm-hmm. that's what happens. You show up and you're like, this is who I am. This is what I do. But this is where my ultimate conviction comes from. When we fear God rather than man, we brace for impact, but we do stand there for it. Mm. What are we going to, we're going to lie to kids, allow for them to be sexualized. Come on. All right, let's go to the phone lines. 888-589-8840. Will the Great, where do we go first? All right, let's go to Jason in Texas. Hi, Jason. Mr. Will the Great, it's a pleasure to talk to you. You clearly have an amazing, supportive wife there, and I just I love y'all's relationship. I love listening to y'all. So, God bless um, you. Uh, Mr. and Mrs., my question for y'all is the school system, being so big and complex that it is, I have a first, well, a kindergartner just graduated about to be first grade, where would I even go? Who do I talk to to find out mm. if this filth is in my school? I don't even know. Who do I that's ask? A, that's a great or? question. That's a great question. So, Jason, you have the right as a parent to ask to see the curriculum that your kid is being taught. Many parents don't know that they have this right. You have the right to go down to the school and to say, what will my kid learn this year? Mm-hmm. What are your lessons, your lesson plans? What is your curriculum? You can demand to see that information and then you comb through it and then you ask questions. You say, what kind of extracurricular activities are going to be happening at this school? Are there any um, additional learning, quote unquote, opportunities that my kid might have that maybe is not in this curriculum that you just allowed me to look through? Now, look, sometimes it's going to be binders of stuff that you're going through. Parents in Virginia have been doing this yeah. and they've been exposing this for years. They've, they've been talking about this for a very long time. When they comb through the curricula, they go, wait a minute. I would not have known had I not thumbed through this stuff. So that's first and foremost. Jason, you have the right to go to the school that your kid is attending and to say, I want to know what the curriculum is. I want to know what the goals and objectives for this school year coming up, what those goals and objectives are. What is my kid going to be learning? I want to see the curriculum. I want to thumb through it. Please provide me that. Have those documents ready. If it's in a binder, if I have to check it out and bring it back, I'll do that. If I get to keep it, I want it because I need to know. Mm. And I say that to every parent all across this country. You need to know. Yeah. All right. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Louise in Texas. Hi, Louise. Hey, how are y'all? Good. Hello. Um, I just wanted to kind of give my viewpoint a little bit. Um, Of course, I don't know a whole lot of the legalities and stuff, but, you know, I I don't get it. I totally don't get get it and understand the fact that these people can go into classrooms and um, the gay community and stuff and read uh, literature to these kids and, uh, you know, bring forth information to them in their own ways, mm-hmm. uh, tell them, you know, to be who they want to be. Uh, it's nothing wrong with them feeling different and all these things. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how the school system can let these people come in. So, Louise, let me say this because we're going to run out of time. I appreciate you um, communicating that frustration. 
the way that this has happened is because they understand that it's in the curriculum. Mm. It's got to become a part of the education, the educational day. Right. So it's not that they're just coming in as guests. This is baked into the cake of the kids education. Parents have to understand this. All right. We're out of time until tomorrow. Lord willing. God bless.